for checking out the Hope Culture Church podcast. To learn more and to stay connected, visit www.hopeculturechurch.com or follow us on social media at Hope Culture Church. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Hey friends, welcome to Church Online. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for joining us this morning. We're starting a brand new collection of talks called Between You and I, all about having healthy relationships. Yes, we're so excited. Listen, our heart for you is to have healthy and thriving relationships, no matter what types of relationships you are in. Listen, we are all in different types of relationships. You may be a spouse, you may be a parent. Um, we all have friends. You might be a boss, you might be a coworker. Um, you might be a daughter or a son. And listen, all of our relationships affect so much of our day-to-day -day life. Yes. And so our heart for you is to be healthy and thriving in those unique relationships. And who doesn't want healthy, thriving relationships? Everybody does. Right. I mean, because honestly, as your relationships get better, your life gets better. That's right. The more we enjoy our relationships, the more we enjoy our life. And that's not even our only goal. Yeah. Obviously, we want you to live life to the fullest. Yeah. We want you to have enjoyable and healthy relationships. But as Christians, there's even more to it than that. And if you're not yeah. a Christian, if you're just tuning in, you're welcome. We're so glad you're here. These principles will help your relationships right. no matter what. Yeah. But for those of us who are followers of Jesus, yeah. This is crucial. Relationships are how we live out our faith. Yeah. You know, there's a religious leader, a Pharisee, who's trying to trap Jesus in this passage of Scripture where he goes and he's trying to trick him because there's over 600 laws in the Old Testament. And he goes, Jesus, what's the most important one? And Jesus responds by saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. What he's basically saying is it all sums up in relationship. Yeah. The way we love God, the way we love the people around us is like the pinnacle of our faith. Mm -hmm. That is how we live out the Christian life. So yeah. relationships are not just making our life better when they're healthy. Right. Having healthy relationships is, is part of living a life that's honoring to God. Yeah, that's right. And you know, I think that as Christians, we should be the ones who have the healthiest relationships of that's all. So good. We really yeah. should. We should have the healthiest marriages. Christians should have the healthiest parent-child relationships. We should yeah. be the best bosses to work for. We should be that best friend that there is because as Christians, we have a built-in counselor, a built-in therapist, which is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is with us to help us in our relationships, to tap us on the shoulder and say, you know what, that probably, um, you should probably ask for an apology there, or you maybe shouldn't have said that. Um, we have a built-in counselor that is there speaking to us and guiding us. And you know, we also have a manual, which is the Bible. We That's have the right. Word of God, which shows us in God's word, how to do relationships right. Yeah. And that's kind of a, the secret sauce to um, re our relationships as believers is that we get um, kind of this inside relationship guideline um, that's found in the Word of God. And so that's really our heart for this series is that we look to Scripture to find biblical principles to help us have healthy and thriving relationships. I mean, that's so true. Things work best when they're used according to the manufacturer settings. That's right. Right? That's you know, right. like when we do things the way they're intended. And God created us. He created relationships. Yeah. And so we should look for Him as the way that they're best lived out. Yeah. I mean, this is true with everything. Um, it's springtime. People are, are mowing their lawns for the first time. They're yeah. getting their flower beds ready, their yep. gardens, um, especially during shelter. And I think everybody's trying to become 
a baker and a gardener. Yeah, I think, that's I think like so. We're all going to be professionals by but, the time this is over. You know, we're, we're doing that. We're working on our yard. Yeah. So I pulled out the weed whacker. Um, is it a weed whacker or a weed eater? It's a weed whacker. Weed whacker, yeah. official. Don't tell us we're wrong in the comments. It's a weed whacker. <laughs> no, I don't know. Is that I'm a regional thing? I'm from Michigan. Thing? It's weed whacker. Is that a regional thing? Is it like soda pop? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I pulled it out and I was trying to fix it. There was something in the head of it that was like broken and, and not working. Yeah. And I spent a significant amount of time, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm, like four days probably. Four days. <laughs> and I was getting frustrated and things like that. And I finally pulled out the manual and there was one simple piece that I needed to like shove a screwdriver into to help it pop out. Wow. And I just could have saved a lot of time and frustration yeah. by looking at the, at manual. the manual That's in right. the first place. Yeah. Because the person who created it knows how it best works. That's right. And so often we get frustrated in our relationships and we're the ones causing the problem. Yeah. Or, or you know, there's this thing that we could do that would make it so much easier. Yeah. So really this whole series is about taking biblical principles for relationship to make our relationships healthier yeah. and stronger and better. It's all about taking those principles that God teaches us yeah. the way he intended it to, to improve our relationships. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I just want to encourage you to look to the manual. That's what we're going to do together, and I want to encourage you to join us in that, is we're going to look to what the Word of God says and how He best created us to have healthy and thriving relationships. And so um, today we're going to talk about the first principle, which is start with you. Start with you. Yep, start with you. We believe that having a healthy relationship starts with you. It's not with the other person. It's not their fault when the relationship doesn't right. go the right way, when relationships Relationships fall apart. Fall apart. Um, it's not always their fault, and a lot of times we blame them. You know, if only they could get their act together. Oh, yeah. If only you could get your act together, uh, we would have a healthy marriage. It's, no, it's I'm just so kidding. True. No, just we so often blame each other for unhealth in relationships. And you know, what? it starts with you. It starts with me. And when we get that, when we realize that, it really changes our relationships. So we're just going to set the foundation today and talk about how it starts with us mm -hmm. in relationships. Yeah, and this isn't a thing that we made up. No. Starting with you is not our principle. No. Once again, it's a biblical principle. And Jesus teaches it in the Sermon on the Mount, his yeah. most famous sermon. In Matthew chapter 7, he's in the middle of his teaching, and he starts talking about judging others. Yeah. So you want to read that for I'll us? read that. Okay. Right. So Matthew chapter 7 says, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. That's so good. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Yeah. I mean, how many of us do that unintentionally? Yeah. We just start judging somebody. And what Jesus is saying, the same way we judge somebody else is the way that we'll be judged. Because what we're doing is we're putting ourselves in the place of God. We're usurping his authority and, and being the one that holds other people accountable. Like we're holding them to our own ethic. And we do this all the time, like without even thinking about it. We learn something new about us. Maybe, you know, we're reading a book that, that's teaching us some good principles. We're reading about the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or, or the Bible, and we're learning more about how the world works, how people work, yeah. and we start applying it to everybody else. Mm. Or we go to a marriage seminar. We've had this happen, where you're supposed to like split up into groups, and we <laughs> hear other couples talking about like, 
did you hear what he said about you the wives? Really apply or that. like, I hope my husband heard that. Mm -hmm. You know, or, there's elbowing and yeah. nudging. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like if only she understood, or if only he understood, or mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I should, I should send this message after church to this person, mm -hmm. or, or if they heard this, like, we start applying what we're learning to other people. If only they knew this. But what Jesus is saying is, before you judge somebody else, yeah. slow down and, and examine yourself. So and good. he uses the analogy that he, he unpacks right there and says, before you look at the speck in somebody else's eye, mm -hmm. you need to see the plank in your own eye. Yeah, that good. There's this contrast between a speck and a plank. Like, yeah. what is the bigger thing? And mm -hmm. so often, we're quick to, to see the speck. Yeah, yeah, we are. You know, the really interesting thing about this um, verse is that the speck and the log are both created or made out of the same material. Yeah. And um, that that is so interesting to me because I think often what we see in others is a reflection of ourselves and mm. the, the ways that we fall short or the areas that we need to grow in. And so we Good sometimes region. see it in <laughs> other people and say, oh, you've got a speck, like, did you, like you, you need to clean that up. But you know what, and really we're just seeing a reflection of ourselves and you know, it needs to start with you. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had this exact conversation with somebody when I was talking to them about their kids and relating to them. And they said the, the kids, they had a lot of kids. The, the kids that are hardest for them in parenting mm. are the ones who are the most like them. Wow, right. Because so often, like, we see our own faults in other people. Mm. And that, like you're saying, that speck and the plank are of the same substance. Yeah. But Jesus is saying, stop looking at them, stop magnifying that, and hold up a mirror to yourself. Yeah. Like, we need to first deal with what is in our own That's right. eye. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the story where Jesus draws the line in the sand when everybody's judging this woman. And he said, whoever's without sin, you th throw the first stone. Like Jesus is teaching us that we need to start by examining ourselves. We yeah. need to see, are we living the right way? Do we have anything between us and God or us and this person that we need to deal with yeah. first? Because then it says, after you've dealt with that, yeah. then you can clearly help the other person. Right, right. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times it comes down to where is your focus? Mm -hmm. What are you focusing on in your relationships? Are you focusing on them, the person you're in a relationship with and their faults and downfalls, or are you focusing on yourself? And I think so often in relationships, we Per, we enter into a relationship with a magnifying glass yes. and we're just looking really close to see what what type of crazy are you and what type of <laughs> faults do you have and what what kind of specks are in your eye and so I think we need to put the magnifying glass down I think when we have that magnifying glass up it really um, can create problems in in our relationships and um, what you magnify gets multiplied That's and so, good. so often what happens happens is we see a problem come up and it will just grow and grow and it's all that you see in your relationship whether whether it's with a spouse and you just see that they're doing that one thing wrong and that's all you see he doesn't take out the trash and he never will and so every week he doesn't take out the trash and that's all you obviously. see Dan takes out the trash for you guys but <laughs> that's just an example whatever it is maybe it's with your boss and he just always um 
has that attitude with you and he always will. Whatever it is, you're magnifying the issue yeah. and that gets multiplied. And so that becomes our lens mm -hmm. for our relationships and that can create such a problem. Yeah, the thing your roommate does that drives you crazy is the more you focus on it, the more you see it. Mm -hmm. Like Abigail said, what you magnify, you multiply. Yeah. And that's so crucial because we can choose to shift that magnifying glass from the problem that's right. to something healthy, to something that we liked about that person in the first place. And mm -hmm. this is hard. Mm -hmm especially when you're frustrated or you've been hurt or yes. they've done something wrong. But if you can do it, if you can shift your focus and fix it to be on something positive and mm -hmm. what you're thankful for, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, that's so good. And so the next step that I think that we need to do is turn the magnifying glass and switch it around and turn it into a mirror mm -hmm. and look at ourselves and say, you know what, God, I need you to reveal in me what areas I need to grow in. Show me the log in my own eye yeah. so that I can become a healthy individual and therefore have healthier relationships. Because right. really our relationships are only as healthy as we are. Right. When we aren't healthy, our relationships don't thrive. When we're not healthy in our marriages as individuals, it affects the relationship. When, when we're not healthy as a friend, it affects that friendship and it can go on and on. Put it into whatever relationship you are in. And as, as you are healthy is just as healthy the relationship will be. Right. Because the relationship is as healthy as the people in the relationship. Right. Right. And you can't control the other person. No. Nope. But you can control yourself. Yeah. And so we need to focus on growing individually. Yeah. We need to go to God and, and have him help us and, mm -hmm. and pray what David prayed. Search me, oh God. Yeah. Like, know me. Like, is there anything between you and me or you and this person? And point it out to me yeah. so that I can change from that thing mm -hmm. and clearly relate to the people around us well. I yeah. think it goes a long well with what you were teaching last week on Mother's Day of the vine and the branches. Mm -hmm. Abigail taught, if you missed it, go back and, and listen to it, about the idea that Jesus teaches where he is the vine yeah. and we are the branches, that we receive everything we need from him. And mm -hmm. so often we try to do this on our own. That's right. We try to just like get better. We try to have a, a healthier relationship. We try to be a better person, mm -hmm. but we're really missing out on the way God intended it to be when we do that. Yeah. Because He is the source of all of those things. Like yeah. we love because He first loved us. Yep, that's so and we can't do that on our own. We need to receive, we need the Holy Spirit to fill us mm -hmm. to overflowing so that we can have love and joy and peace. Because when you just try to muster it up, but you don't have the emotions to back up what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. it is so hard. Yeah. But when you go and receive that from God, yeah. it makes the world of a difference. Yeah, that's so good. A lot of times, you know, we walk into relationships with so much baggage and pain and hurt from past relationships. And that is something that affects so many relationships that I see. And oftentimes we are ignorant to the pain that we're walking in mm. to a new relationship with. Maybe right. you're single and you're looking to date and you've had lots of failed relationships. And um, that is a story in your life that keeps happening. And so I think what's so important is to make sure that we are whole and healed in our relationships and before we enter into a serious relationship because when that when we become when we enter into a relationship whole and healed, it really sets up a relationship well. When you walk into a relationship broken, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. And so we invite God into our relationships and we ask God to search me and know me and heal my heart so that I'm not projecting some pain or past hurts or whatever it is into whatever relationship that I am in. Yeah, and don't hear us wrong. We're not saying if you're single, it's your fault or that you need to become a whole person first. That's not at all. Abby heart or our heart and what we're saying but we have heard that kind of 
taught in some unhealthy ways of like the two become one and it's not two halves becoming a whole it's two whole people and the easiest way to disprove this is just to be like you know marriages where both people were not ready so it's not about (laughs) you it's like no matter if you're married or not yet you still need to become healthy and whole Mm -hmm. on your own and think about that how much better will our relationships be if you are healthier if you focus on yourself Mm -hmm. first it's Mm -hmm. essential Mm -hmm. I think so often Christians know we're supposed to have good relationships. Like you talked about in the beginning, Christians mm-hmm. should have the best relationships. I think we know that. Yeah. And so in some ways we start to fake it. Yeah. Like we were like, you know, we're going to just overlook that and and kind of stuff that down and call it forgiveness, mm. even if it's not, mm. because yeah. that thing is still bothering us. Right. And have you truly forgiven somebody if it's still something that you're holding on to? Mm. No, because forgiveness is letting go of it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the pain doesn't leave. It just means that we're not holding them accountable anymore. Right. But sometimes I think we don't receive the healing God offers that allows us to truly forgive and we just put on a mask. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of us walk around wearing masks in our relationship and um, we build up these kind of walls and um, we don't let other people into the pain, broken mess that some of us are. And so um, I think that authenticity piece is so important um, when we're talking about um, ourselves as individuals being healthy is that we really show up in relationships as our authentic selves and that we don't wear a mask, that we are real in relationships and that we don't try to um, muster up this perfect Christian kind of way of living, but we actually allow the Holy Spirit to come to be our counselor and um, to allow the fruit of the Spirit to grow inside of us and so that we live these authentic lives that have really thriving relationships where um, we are honest with one another and we say, you know what, that really bothered me, what you said. And so we ask um, for forgiveness Mm -hmm. and we apologize and we're people who say it how it is and we're not people who wear masks because, um, you know, we're not going to get anywhere by wearing masks. We're not going to have healthy and thriving relationships when we're faking it. Right, because I think either we take it one extreme and we try to forgive everything without acknowledging our own feelings, or we just are like, we need to speak the truth and like speak the truth in love. And so we like talk about everything, but there is this thing where both are true. We need to forgive quickly, but we also need to be honest about things and and realize maybe why they're bothering us Mm -hmm. too. And and so really just to kind of recap, like we want you to have healthy relationships. That's not going to happen without looking at the way God intended them to be. We need biblical principles for healthy relationships. And the first one is starting with you. And reading what Jesus is teaching here, he's like, don't judge because that's the way you'll be judged. You know, don't look at their speck first. Look at the plank in your own eye. Mm -hmm. We need to stop magnifying their faults, magnify what is good about them, what is godly about them, and turn the mirror towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like we've been saying throughout the entire message, we can't do that on our own. Mm -hmm. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to be connected to the true vine. And yeah. so for those of us, you know, if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, that's really where you need to start. Um, you can apply these principles that stop judging people and, and look at yourself first, and it's going to bless and help your relationship. Yeah. But if you truly want to do it the way it's intended to be, the best way, you need to first receive God's help in that relationship and the yeah. transformation he offers for you. Yeah. And so that, that comes with just coming to him and being like, God, I want that. I want a healthy relationship with you. I want a healthy relationship with others. And I yeah. know that I've fallen short. I've broken your rules and standards. I've, I've sinned against you. But I believe Jesus died so that I could have a right relationship with you. That that slate could be wiped completely clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing to follow you today. Mm-hmm.
you can simply pray that and begin a brand new life in God, adopted into his family. And we'd actually love if you reached out to us and let us know that you're doing that so that we could pray with you and celebrate with you and yeah. help you get started on your new faith journey. Um, and that's really where it starts. But for those of us who've already started following Jesus, it's going back to him and saying, fill me again. Because we need him just as much now as we did then, right? Because right. sometimes we're like, I was saved by grace and now I'm going to live out my life on works. But no, mm -hmm. it's like all grace. The same way you received him, you walk in him. Mm -hmm. It's all grace. We need the Holy Spirit to fill us to overflowing with love and joy and peace. Yeah. We need his help. We need so to be good. loved by him so we can love others well. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Yeah. And so we want to just close by praying for you, to asking God to fill you to overflowing, to help you first look at yourself, but then also to receive everything he has for you to live the life he's calling you mm -hmm. to live. So, Father, we ask that you would do that. Would we receive the ability to forgive? Would we receive your love to give to others? Would you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we could be um, people who look more like you? God, that we could have healthy relationships to the best we can. I love what uh, the New Testament says. Do the best you can to live at peace with others. There is an aspect where others are, are involved, but we're held accountable for our end of it. God, would you help us? Mm -hmm. Would you help us to live the life you're calling us to live? Would you empower us? Would we receive all that we need from you? In Jesus' name, amen.